This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Well, you're going to figure out quickly that uh, Dave is not here in studio with me. Oh, I heard yeah, a cough. Uh, you did have a cough. Uh, Rick, remember what my room looked like in college? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was legendary. <laughs> um, well, I've been isolated for the last, I don't know, seven, eight days with COVID. Yeah. And I've effectively turned the basement into the 1985 pit right now. Wow. Uh, yeah. There's bed sheets off of the guest bed. There's fast food, you know, bags under couch cushions. Uh, I have not used the camp on a toothpaste tube for days. <laughs> the thing I remember that, that was most disgusting about your old room was the pillowcase. It was like it was like a white pillowcase that was like slightly yellowish brown. I'd right, like, right. oh my god, you put your face on that? That is oh you know, and then um, you actually had a girlfriend stay over. I'm like, what is she thinking? Uh, yeah, you know, that one didn't last, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I uh, wonder why. You know, and, but I got to tell you, I'm actually fine with living in 1985 right now. Uh, now Michelle isn't really stoked about it. Yeah. You know? um, but <laughs> one thing, so she is really getting excited, Michelle, every time I text, because I need things. I'm, I can't go out, right? Sure, yeah. So she is just loving all the texts. I'm, you know. Have, I, you, have you explained that you are in COVID? That you have COVID, or have, have we skipped over that? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. If we have. I coughed. I thought that that was an yeah. implied thing. Um, and I, I've been, uh, I've been kind of, I don't know. I've been cracking wise over the last few days because the first two or three days I was feeling kind of crappy. Yeah. Now, truth be told. I'm feeling fine, but I'm still testing positive, so I have to be in my little hovel. Well, you know, um, you can test positive for months. Oh, I know. Right? Well, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm never going to see you again. Do you remember that vestibulitis ruse that you had in college? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. No memory of that. For our listeners out there, Rick had, what did you have, like a 48-hour? Don't we have like a show to do here? You had a 48-hour bout of vestibulitis. You had the doctor write a note that said it could last up to six weeks. Isn't that what you did? I think it was three weeks. Six <laughs> weeks would be ridiculous. <laughs> so, but yes, I'm from my basement, but because of technology and the great people at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network with Ed and Tony, they are we are figuring it out. I may never have to see you again. Well, this is why there was not a new show last week, mm. because Dave was not feeling well. But right, there is one this week. Oh, yeah. And, and it's going to be terrific. up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com 
The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. So it, it occurs to me, you know, last show we were talking about how you were heading to uh, go see Paul McCartney in New York. Did mm-hmm. did that not happen then? No, 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 no. That's actually the Beatle gave me COVID. I think. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. So yeah, week before last, I took Julia, my youngest twin, and when I say the youngest twin by thirteen seconds, um, I took her to. She wanted to see Paul McCartney, um, and we have family that live in New York. You know, uh, we have my brother-in-law David and Yakiko, his wife, and a lovely family live in Tribeca, um, and it was actually cheaper because we didn't have to pay for a hotel room to go to like New York to see the show rather than like to Galesburg or what. I mean, he didn't come anywhere near here. Yeah, no, I know. Um, So, yes. So we went to New York city to see Paul McCartney to wish my BFF a happy 80th birthday. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, but one thing that has really kind of, and I know that you are going, this is going to resonate with you going to a concert is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. you, know, you just went to Steely Dan or something, right? Or, yeah, I did. I, I, you know, and I, I love concerts. In fact, I went to three this past weekend. I will talk about some of those, uh, coming up later in the show. Um, but I prefer the ones that are at like, you know, theaters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Like I can go to a Chicago theater or something like that. That's no big deal. It's the big, huge outdoor, you six hour parking, <laughs> Yeah, you know the stadium shows. Yeah, right. I, I, you know, I, I have a hard time with that. And and this, the venue down in uh, uh, Tinley Park is like my least favorite place to see yeah. a show. Well, it's it's really hard to get to. I mean, yeah. it's not. Um, I, and we've played that room. <laughs> we have played that room. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? And of all the stadiums we played, that yeah. backstage was the crappiest. It was. It was really. It was. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we so we went to Paul. I mean, and he was great. He really, he he really was great. Um, he can't hit the high notes anymore. No, but you know, he's eighty. He's, he's eighty, right? Um, so the show. I mean, it was, and he played for like three hours. And at about the two hour and fifteen minute mark, my back started to hurt. You know, because I'm sitting <laughs> in those crappy seat. You know, the football seats. You know, I had to twist my neck because we were off to the side. Yeah, you know, it was loud, and I'm like, at a, at, a, at, a, at a, like around two, like right around Helter Skelter. I'm like, okay, let's wrap this up, buddy. I, I, I've heard all these songs before; they're great. <laughs> Please, gotta, someone tell the 80 year old man to keep it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was loud. I know. Uh, and then, you know, and then I started. You know, at the toward the end of the show, I got into the well. We have to beat the crowd to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, that's me. I'm that guy. You know, it's uh, but we didn't drive. We had a shuttle bus, so it wasn't. (laughs) So that's idiotic. It's absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. And I'm still thinking, oh, we got to get to the shuttle bus. And Julia, which I think this is a wonderful shakedown on the part of MetLife Stadium. Her bag was like an inch too wide. You know how they have the real, you know, stringent constraints as far as what size your bag is. So they confiscated her bag at the um at the gate and we had to go bring it to guest services they charged us to leave the bag at guest <laughs> services we were totally getting shaken we got shaken down by by you know chris christie or that's hard jersey. to believe that that could happen in new jersey mm. so hey let me ask you this yeah. um 
the pictures from that concert show uh, Paul McCartney on stage with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Bruce was there. My other BFF, Bruce, was there. What was song actually, did they do? Uh, they did Glory Days and then um, I Want to Be Your Man. I Want to Be Your Man. That oh, one. cool. And then uh, Springsteen came out at the end to do the end with the, you know, the Beatles song. You're kidding me. No, no, it was great. And John Bon Jovi was there, too, singing... Um, uh, Happy birthday to Paul because his Paul's birthday was two days later. I saw his last show in his seventies. <coughs> um, Shecky Green was there. He did about <laughs> he did forty minutes. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was. It, I mean, it really. Let me tell you about the fool on the hill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, if he's a nowhere man, how does anybody know where he is? <laughs> uh, but you know, it, no, it was. It really was a fun time, and I was. I was glad that we were able to do hey, it. Hey, Father uh, McKenzie, how about darning my socks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, kids, this is what the show's gonna be. <laughs> hey, uh, do we actually have minutiae to share with people today? Uh, okay, but I, I wanted to. I wanted to share one more thing about okay. the trip to New York. You know, did you? Um, Go to Ellis Island or Staten Island when you is like, your dog have, on your lap by any chance? <laughs> he's right next to the. He's right yeah. next. West, shut up. Um, did you go to Ellis Island and Staten Island or uh, Ellis not, Island and no. Staten? Um, so you've never been there? No, you've never been. You know, one thing, and I'm going to get a little, I don't know, introspective here, Rick. Uh, this is a side of me that you may not know. Okay. Uh, it really. You know, when you go through, when you go to the the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island, you really get a perspective of the hardships that our parents and our grandparents went through coming to America, yeah. right? And that was never more evident uh, than me getting nauseous on the, on the boat trip from Battery Park to the Statue of Liberty. I got nauseous and seasick. I would have been the worst fucking immigrant <laughs> that there ever been. You know, and they charged me eight bucks for a pretzel. And, the and how far is, I mean, how long is that uh, ferry ride? 13 minutes, yeah. 15 oh, minutes wow. tops. Well, I, I'm yeah. not going to judge it because I, I would be the same way. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get, uh, let's get cooking here, Ricky. There are places I remember all my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm doing you at Ellis Island. Shaky. Doing yeah, Shaky yeah. Green do, uh, as part of the McCartney show. Well, should we get going? Speaking of Europe, yeah. I got a Sweden story. You want to hear a story, a story about out of Sweden? I do. Um, the city of Malmo. Have you ever been to Sweden? No. Um, you well, know, our, our buddy Dane Placco is there right now. No, he's back. He already oh. uh, he came back. Um, so the city of Malmo in Sweden which city that I had never heard of, but I guess it's one of the largest cities in Sweden, has introduced trash bins that talk dirty in a bid to, in a bid to discourage people from dropping rubbish on the street, okay? Uh-huh. Um, a sensual female voice utters phrases like, ooh, right there, yeah, ah, uh, and that was crazy good, and mm, a little bit more next time, every time <laughs> someone opens the bin and feeds it with litter. Okay, <clears throat> so apparently the litterers are all men. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Right. So two rubbish bins on David Shalbron Bridge in Sweden's southern city 
um, has been equipped with the loudspeakers, and I've actually sent you video of what happens when you uh, – or an audio, a video and audio yeah. – what happens when you open up the bin door. All so right. do you want to play that? Hold on. Yep. Here it goes. That's in Swedish. <laughs> Wow, I'm getting a little stirred up. Oh, I know. Uh, now, one thing that you got to keep in mind that the bins are still new, right? They've right. only been there for a couple of years. So it's still a honeymoon period, if sure. you will. Right. I'd like to know what these bins are going to say in 25 or 30 years, right? You know, it's uh, again. You didn't you just throw something away last month? You know, you wore that. Don't you have a garbage day. bag at home? Right. Yeah. Oh, look, another beer bottle. Gee, that's surprising. <laughs> well, that's a that's a nice story. So there's yeah. another reason to go to Sweden. Um, I have a, a kind of a randy story for you as well, and this one is about a, a new trend. Now, have you heard about pickleball? Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. A couple of my friends have asked me, over, I guess it's becoming a thing, right? Oh, it's, it's a like, huge thing. It's like old people racquetball or tennis, right? Isn't that? Yeah, yeah, and you can do it in couples. Mm. But it's, it's. Uh, I think it involves a wiffle ball. Um, mm. I'm not sure exactly what pickleball is, but I know that uh, it is sweeping the country, and it's mostly like middle-aged people that play, mm-hmm. or sometimes even older. Hello, Wes. Um now it has become so uh, popular throughout the country that nude pickleball is taking off. Uh, Did you say nude? N u d e nude. Clothing optional resorts across the country are advertising their pickleball facilities, holding pickleball tournaments, putting in pickleball courts to meet demand. So, if you want to play nude pickleball. You can do it, and you can do it just about anywhere. Now, the reason I bring this up is not because uh, I'm into nude pickleball or I suggest that you go, but on the Facebook page that uh, that that I just read that description, right, of nude mm-hmm. pickleball on the Pickle, Pickler, Pickler LLC Facebook page, the comments underneath Ugh. it are hilarious, <laughs> okay? <laughs> And I want you to note that every single comment is from a woman. Yeah. All yeah. right. And here are some of them. That's a lot of pickles. <laughs> like I want to see their pickles and their balls. Maybe the game should be called puckered balls. The people you accidentally see naked are never the ones you want to see. These are all different women. Uh, yeah. Takes the term body bag to the next level. I don't need to see those things hanging and flopping. There's not enough sunscreen in the state. Horrific. Gives a whole new meaning to pickleball. Maybe they'll have to call it shriveled pickle. This is taking the game to a whole nude level. Join the jumbo kosher or little dill league. As for me, I don't particularly relish 
the idea. Wouldn't know which ball to keep your eyes on. I can see the injury rate going up. The word nude and pickle should never be in the same sentence. Oh, my, that's a lot of bouncing pickles. With my luck, I'd swing and hit my left boob, which in turn would fly around the back of my head and hit the right side of my face. All right. Yeah. So uh, those are, uh, let's thank Gail, Sherry, Marsha, Jennifer, yeah. Melissa, Debbie, Jamie, Dorothy, Bona, Joan, Lorraine, Bona, Bona, Bona. Tammy, Andrea, and Alicia uh, contributed those comments. <laughs> um, Which is kind of, yeah. you know, it's kind of nice. And we talk about how um, sometimes it feels like uh, our listeners are, are mostly men. Because yeah. we are men and we kind of talk about men stuff. Those are all dick jokes from women. <laughs> that exactly right. And us telling that joke does it is we're not telling the joke. We're just we're information. We're just reporting the news. Yeah, exactly. In fact, penis is in the news. Rick and Dave. And lots of gals. Hey, we got a great review on uh, from Pluto 4. You want to hear it? Yeah. It's on Potable. Um, I've been listening to Rick and Dave for years, always entertaining. However, you would think their celebrity impersonations would get better over time. <laughs> Clearly, Pluto 4 did not listen to our last show when I flopped out the Christopher Walken. Right? Well, maybe he's talking. Wow. 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 He's talking about Like a here. He goes, bow, wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Time for another feature. Do your Henry Kissinger. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Okay. I know you wanted me to do my Henry Kissinger, but I'm not going to. Okay. Because Pluto doesn't like my impersonation. So... Uh, this is the part of the show where we reach into the Rick and Dave archives, which we've mentioned to you many times are vast, and there's all sorts of things to choose from. And this week was Todd Rundgren's birthday this past week, and he happened to be in town, Dave, mm-hmm. and I saw him twice this past weekend. I saw him uh, on Saturday and Sunday night. Uh, Saturday, he was here at the Displays Theater. Um, and Sunday he was at the Arcata Theater as part of a show called Rubber Soul. They did Beatles songs, and they did um, and they did their own songs. And the guys in the band were Denny Lane, our dear friend Denny mm-hmm. Lane, our buddy. Yeah, yeah, we've had on the show. Um, Joey Mullen from Badfinger, and and Christopher Cross and Todd Rundgren. So it was actually a great show. If you if that's coming across the country to anywhere near you, I highly recommend it. But the reason why uh, I bring it up on uh, this week's show is because over the years, I've heard lots of things about Todd. Now, you and I, were both Todd fans, mm-hmm. um, but we've never interviewed Todd. I'm kind of afraid to interview Todd because uh, he's kind of a acerbic, um, how'd you describe him? He's really smart, really sarcastically. I mean, he's really, he's, isn't he really cerebral and smart too? Yes. And he would just and that, feel, and we're not. <laughs> you know, let's, yeah. just, let's just put it to you that way. Yeah. But one time I did interview somebody who had his records um, produced by Todd Rundgren because Todd is not only an artist in his own right, he's one of the greatest producers. He did Meat Love, Spat Out of Hell. He did the the big, huge albums by Grand Funk Railroad from the, in the 1970s. 
and we had Mark Farner on, and I got a chance to ask him about what it was like working with Todd, and that's what we're going to play for you this week. Here we go. Um, yeah. I know you worked uh, closely with another one of my favorites, and that's Todd Rundgren, who produced a couple of your big albums in the 70s. Now, I've heard he's he can be a little difficult to work with. Was What was your experience like working with him? Todd was a, a wonderful experience, a very respectful dude, and because of our uh, musical talent, he, he figured that he could make us sound like us, and that's what he told us when we first... And, and by the way, his name came out of a hat with uh, 12 other names that we had picked for Oh, producers. you're kidding. No. Wow. And that's how we did it with Todd, and that's how we did it with Zappa. Wow. We pulled, we pulled names. Well, it helps when you put hat. good names in there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great name. There wasn't producer. Joe Schmo from the down the, <laughs> no. down the block. No. But he was uh, a virtuoso, really. I mean, it, it got, we're out there playing our hearts out. Dude, we're doing a take. I look in, Todd's. Leaning back, he's got his feet up on the console, and he's reading a book. (laughs) And I'm going, that ass. (laughs) He should be pushing buttons and turning knobs. What is he doing? No, that just came to him as a natural gift. He is. I mean, he's got it, man. He he lines himself up with that music. And if he's got respect for you, which he did for us, then uh, there's no bumps in the road, and he doesn't you know, become forceful and push his way. Like I've heard that yeah. he could if, you know, you were the wrong people. <laughs> well, I mean, it, the, the albums he did were two of your most popular albums. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I've actually got a story about one of them, if uh, if you'll indulge me. Uh, Please. Um, I don't want to date you, but I was in fifth grade when uh, one of those albums came out. And, and and our music teacher in elementary school wanted to bond with us, so he asked us each to bring in our favorite records. And I, I brought in Yesterday by the Beatles. I was just kind of getting into the Beatles then. And yeah. my buddy Bill Nicholson brought in We're an American Band. And Mr. Yonke, our teacher, was not thrilled when he heard the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> you know... Booze yeah. and ladies, Chiquitas from Omaha. You guys were uh-huh. you, you were naughty boys back in the day, weren't you? Well, if you if you believe Brewer's lyrics, uh-huh. which I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's you know all tongue in cheek, yeah. and there's only uh, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a story with uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Was- Mark Farner. That was a great interview that you did with Grand Funk Railroad, Mark Farner. Very good. By the way, the Minutiaman Celebrity Interview has been on hiatus because, uh, you know, we were on vacation and then Dave got sick. We've got some we've got some good guests coming up. Yeah, Uh, I'm not going to not going to tease any of them. Yeah, we're stockpiling. We're We're stockpiling. World renowned, world renowned people. So uh, keep an eye on Minutiaman Celebrity Interview. We'll tell you more about it as we book them. All right. So we still have more show to do. Uh, uh, Dave, uh, we want to give a teaser of what you've got coming up next? Uh, uh, you're not a good Catholic. That's oh. my teaser. That, that's, a, that, that's just not a phrase. That's a teaser to the next story. Okay. Um, I've got uh, dead relatives on Alexa. Oh. 
Okay, and we've also got a great celebrity story I know you're going to enjoy. All that is coming up right after this. What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutia men interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutia Men Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. So, do you think you're a good Catholic, Rick? No. Okay. All right. Well, then this is good. Then the lead-in is just, you've pretty much just destroyed the lead-in. I know. I, I, I raised all three of my sons Catholic. We went to church every Sunday. I was raised Catholic. I am a Catholic. You know what I mean? But uh, am I a good Catholic? I don't know if there is such a thing. Well, I think the Pope would say that you, your wife, and your mom are not good Catholics because Pope Francis this past week said, uh, Pope Francis tells moms to stop ironing son's shirts and urge them to get married or they're going to live with you forever. (laughs) You've got two grown sons still living with you, right? How old is Tommy? Is Tommy 30 yet? He's 30, isn't he? He's 26. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. Johnny, what, 24 or whatever, 23? Yeah. Uh, so Pope Francis has urged mothers to stop ironing their shirts and encourage them to get married. I don't know. Is there a Catholic marriage shortage? I don't know. Um, the 85-year-old head of the Catholic Church, who I should mention has never been married or right. has, has never had any children, made the comments during a service to end the, the mark the end of the something, some 10th world meeting be good for families do you or think, whatever. Uh, do you think he, he said that because his own mother used to iron his shirts? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Hildegard in a second. Oh. Uh, he, um, he also told adult men not to take the easy road. Now, again, not sure the Pope knows how things work because that's exactly what the men do, right? Of we always take the easy road. That's, and that's who men are. Uh, the Pope said we see so many young men who don't have the courage to get married and their mothers often say, to, uh, and the mothers often say to me, "Pope, do you, when you see the Pope, do you say, <laughs> hey, listen, Pope? Pope, I got something for you.' <laughs> yeah, right. How, how, if you met the Pope at a Starbucks, what do you actually does? If a, the Pope orders something at Starbucks, do they just put Pope on the cup? What do they say? Do they say Francis? What are they going to say? That's a great uh, question. Uh, so I, I, I so again the, the 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 Pope is saying that he has no clue what being married is like. He has no clue of what being um, you know having kids is like, and he's telling everybody to get you know all the kids to all the sons to get married. What I'm asking you, uh-huh. and knowing what I know about your mom, yeah, um, why did you ever leave home? <laughs> it really was wasn't thought out well. I don't think. <laughs> um, no, you know it's funny uh, it. My mom is notorious for wanting to take care of people. That's yeah. that's that's who she is. And in fact, I gave the speech at my brother. My little brother is seven years younger than me, uh, which means he's in his 50s. Um, but anyway, at his wedding, my, I, I was the best man. And in the wedding speech, in the best man speech, I mentioned that... Uh, that Julie had no idea what she was getting into because Peter still came home to have my mom do his laundry. And he was like 29 at the time. The, uh, um, and also he, um, this is the line that I think is hilarious that the Pope says, I implore mothers to stop ironing their shirts, quit making them breakfast and drawing their baths. 
What? Well, how I, many that, baths that's are a, being? Killed? That's a step too far. I'm with yeah, you on the bath. Clearly, Francis <laughs> is not understanding what's going on here. <laughs> Uh, this is why you asked me, are you a good Catholic? Uh, the reason I'm not is because we've got all these priests and popes making rules for people that, and they have no idea what they're doing because they've uh, never been married. So we took, or I, we, when I say I took Julia to see the Book of Mormon on Broadway, which oh, by the way, hilarious, unbelievably phenomenal, yeah. just absolutely fantastic. Um, but, you know, I'm sitting there with my 16-year-old daughter, and there's songs about, you know, sodomy and, yeah. you know, vaginas and clitorises. And yeah. what, uh, I mean, it was fine. I had no problem with it. I would have had a problem yeah, with it. Like, eh, we're in New York. That's what they do here in the Big Apple. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a story for you. Uh, this is about Amazon's Alexa, which and this I can't really decide how I feel about this, but let, let's see what you think. Amazon's Alexa might soon replicate the voice of family members, even if they're dead. Oh, the capability unveiled at Amazon's conference in Vegas is in development would allow a virtual assistant to mimic the voice of a specific person based on less than a minute of a provided recording. So if you've got like a, a voicemail message from a deceased relative, you could give it to Alexa and they could decode it and Alexa then could talk back to you as that deceased oh, my. person. Okay. I'm not a fan of this, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I am. Although if you think about it, all right, so I'm not a fan of it as far as having a deceased relative talk to me. But when I am the deceased relative, <laughs> I like it a lot. Oh my god, it's fantastic. I can you imagine how great that would be to 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 uh and, and whoever uses us as their Alexa, um, you know, we've got 300 some shows that you can take oh. the take our audio off of and use our voice and then we could be telling you what to do and where to go for the rest of your life well i'm employing people our listeners to do this right now it's not a bad idea we don't have to be dead no right? use our use our uh our audio to to be alexa you know i'm just i'm just envisioning right now like my mom <laughs> exactly okay. yeah uh Hey, uh, Alexa, what's the temperature? Uh, once it's 46 degrees, wear a hat. <laughs> Do you have sunscreen on? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's time for another feature of our show. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where people send in their brushes with greatness. And now, because we haven't been on much over the last month or so, uh, these uh, stories are starting to pile up a little bit. And it's allowing me to pick and choose uh, some interesting ones. And I've chosen this one. From Eddie, who is a listener to both Minutia Men and Free Kicks. Oh. Okay, that's my soccer He's show. He's a dual citizen. Right. So that may give you a hint on what where this story is going. All right, you ready? So are you going about to talk to me about some soccer player I've never heard of? <laughs> Perhaps. My story goes back to 1984. 
In, in those days, it was hard to find a bar or restaurant to watch a soccer game, and I wanted to watch the Olympic finals in 84. My buddy told me there was a place on Lincoln Avenue that showed the games, and even though I lived in Hoffman Estates, I made the trek into the city. I didn't realize it was Arno Steffenhagen's bar mm. and that he was going to be there watching the game. Now, for uh, people that not are not from Chicago or not soccer fans. You Arno- mean the 99.99999 other percentage of people listening have no idea who Arno Stefanagen is? Hey, this is called Minutia Men. The show is called Minutia Men. This is why I chose this one. He was a star player on the Chicago Sting in the North American Soccer League. And at that time, the Sting was pretty big in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was our only championship team for for our lifetime yeah yeah so anyway uh he continues eddie continues at one point arno was even behind the bar and to make him feel good i told him i wanted a german beer so i ordered an augsburger arno motioned for me to come close so that he could whisper something in my ear i leaned in and he said to me if someone from augsburg tasted this piss it would start (laughs) world war three (laughs) <laughs> for those of you who don't know augsburger is not a german beer it's brewed in stevens point wisconsin right. uh, yeah. and that's something that eddie found out in 1984 at arno's bar well and i think his wasn't arno Stefanhagen's bar called call me arno's or something it was or called what? arno's yeah so. yeah so <laughs> so i thought that's a cool story and it was on uh, lincoln avenue yeah, yeah, uh, down, yeah, down by the German section there. All right, so if you want to send us your story, you can. As as you can tell, we kind of like the obscure ones. Mm-hmm. Those are some of our favorites. Uh, you can comment on our Manishaman Instagram page. Go to Manishaman Official, which is now. I believe we're at like 108 or something. Are, it's, we've bursting. Had like a- it's bursting. It's <laughs> bursting with popularity. Um you can contact us by following us on Twitter at Minutiaman. You can email us at minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our publishing company, Eckhart's Press. Uh, there's an email link for both of us there, and you follow along with 40 Years of Rick and Dave by going to my blog, rickkemfer.blogspot.com, and there's an email link there, and that's where a lot of people are sending their stuff from. So... We're back in the saddle. We have to thank our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk. Who is recovering nicely from his knee surgery, I believe. Yeah, I think he had a knee replacement. Yeah. 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 What is he, 22, 23? Yeah, he's in his early 20s. Uh, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week if Dave doesn't get some other horrible disease. Well, you know what? Now that I've figured out this whole FaceTime thing, yeah, Yeah. I'm never at at, at six bucks a gallon. Screw (laughs) you. I'm never driving to your place again. Be back again next week with another episode of... Manushaman! The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up?